Thomas, Thomas, Thomas. Mikey, Mikey, Mikey. Oh, we feel so good today, don't we? We got so much energy. What's up with that? I must have had 10 cups of coffee before this broadcast. And we're going to find out right now if that's a good thing, right? Yeah, it sounds like I've been talking to you all day today for some reason. I know. Now, look, we got some problems here. You know, one of the problems, this isn't bothering me and you, but, or is it you and I? Is it me or you or me, you and I? Don't worry about it. Just right. keep going. <laughs> you average me. Do you know the average student debt today? What do you think the average, the cost of the average student? In, I'm going to spitball and say $30,000. I don't believe it. You are the Renaissance man. You ding, hit it right. Ding, ding. You got it right on it. How did you do that? How do you knew that? How do you knew that? I don't know how I knew that. That's what it is. It's $30,000 a person. Did I really hit that right you, on the yeah, money? Yeah, right, right on the money. Google it, my friend. I Google should play it. some lottery numbers today. Yeah. And one out of four are delinquent. And the thing really started to really snowball when that recession hit, 2008, when George Bush was leaving office. It soared to $1.5 trillion is what American students owe the student loan. You think, okay, that's bad, but here's what it's happening. Now they can't buy a house. They can't help a family member if they get in trouble. And it hinders their ability to get health care. That's pretty bad, isn't it? Not to mention girlfriends and boyfriends. <laughs> Yes. Unfortunately, today you can go to college so you can get a good enough job to pay for your college, right? Right. Don't you have any good news here? Isn't there a silver lining inside this dark cloud that you've portrayed? No. Well, I think... <laughs> what? Well, here's the Come silver lining. Come on! Li We're no. supposed to be fun, positive. Well, here's the thing. Is college for everyone today? That's a good question. Okay, and the professor says? Get a good idea, young people, of what you want to do and figure it out from that point on. Be thinking about what you're going to do all through not just high school, but junior high. Try to find that one thing that you're passionate about and go for it. And then when you get that high school diploma, you'll be able to figure out, do I need college for this? Do I need technical school? Do I need a community college? Do I need work on the job? Do I right. need any kind of formal extra education? And then you have a path. You have a strategic plan. Yeah, but I don't think kids that early can figure that stuff out. But they have to. I know. but It's they, costing it's... us parents a fortune. Ugh, poor parents. If you love someone, set it free and it returns, it probably can't pay its student loans, can they? That's a good point. Huh. Student loans are a lot like the Kardashians. They will not ever go away. How many young people are pining to be just like the Kardashians? In other words, you have absolutely no talent and you're a social influencer, right? Yep. Tom and Mike. Now, you've been married quite a long time. You met your woman. That's how I refer to her. <laughs> My her woman. Hey, woman. Met her in an office setting, right? I, I did. Remember. Height was never a factor in that. Was never, it? ever. A British study studied 4,700 couples and they found out. Wait, a British study studied? Well, they surveyed. From 40, the Department of Redundancy. Department. Right. They found out that only 37 of men had a height requirement. 37%. Of men and 55% of women said they would only date taller guys. The average height for a man, he didn't care, but a woman, she wanted at least, don't laugh, six to eight inches. <laughs> <laughs> Why shouldn't I laugh at that? Most of us can give them at least that, right? Right, yep. I'm yep. talking about stature. That's right, pal. Shorter men tend to marry younger and lower educated women as psychologists think that they might do this because they're compensating for their shortness. Really? 
Yep. I'm not a tall guy, but my wife is a couple inches shorter than me. Right. So I'm like 5'9", she's like 5'6", 7", something like that. That's perfect, right? Yep. You know what a real definition of a man's height is? Is how tall he is when he's standing on his wallet. That's what they care about. Oh. Yeah. I have to have my big wallet in my fat pocket. (laughs) Otherwise, I'd be standing on something else. If you catch my drift. That's right, pal. Ever notice a short girl dates a tall guy nobody bats an eye, but a short guy dates a tall girl and everybody loses their minds. Totally. You know? Remember Teddy Roosevelt? Actually, he was just slightly before my time. Well, he had a big thing. Well, he was our president. You should know about him. He had a really big thing for tall women. And people always get his famous quote, walk softly and carry a big stick. That's not what he said. He said, walk softly and carry a big chick. That's what he said. (laughs) Right? That's what he said. You're so informative today, but you must slow down. You're going so fast. I can't keep up with you. Nobody can, Mikey. I I know what you've told me many times. They're all the same height lying down. No, I had never said that. Yes, you did. No, I did not. You've got me confused with some other sexist pig sleazebag guy. And there's some guys that are short that are really doing well today. Usher's 5'7", Robert Downey's 5'7", Bruno Mars 5'5". How about Isaiah Thomas? How's he doing, bud? <laughs> He's six feet. And Kevin Hart, the shortest, at 5'4". And if I remember, his wife's about a foot taller than him. Now, I got to ask you, do you find really tall women attractive? I don't like him being taller than me. I'm six feet. And if a woman's taller than me, like 6'1", 6'2", that's okay. But anything above that, all of a sudden, to it's me, they're It's funny Amazon. you should say that because Karen and I went out to dinner on Saturday night, right? Right. And we were at this really nice restaurant. And the hostess, she actually, when we walked in the door, Karen hit me with her elbow and said, don't say anything because she knows me all too well. The hostess, I'm not kidding, was like six foot eight. That's a man, baby. This is why I was really taken aback because she had this big Adam's apple and she could have very well been, but you know, you can't say anything nowadays. Right. That's why you have your woman quote your woman there to hit you in the side with her elbow or a frying pan. Well, that works too. Height doesn't bother either of us. So that's a good thing. As long as she's not a he. Right. I just don't care to, you know, go over that way. Right. That's just me, though. You, on the other hand. Tom and Mike. Did you know that right now, 80% of women out there are wearing the wrong size bra? This could be our next career if this radio thing doesn't work out. (laughs) Bra salesman. No, seriously. 80% of women wearing the wrong bra, and it's causing all kinds of problems. It's calling straps, digging into your shoulders, constantly adjusting it. Straps digging into your uncomfortable parts of your body. You know, you're just rushed to the house to get it off. Did you know this is all going on? I know that many women do rush home to get their bras off because they find them terribly confining. In this study of Elle magazine, 29% of women have at least once stuffed their bra with toilet paper. Once in their life, Karen probably did that. I don't think so. She's doing fine. (laughs) In in that department. 40% have considered breast implants and 30% have worn a sports bra at times to look flatter. How about that? Do you find a woman jogging through the park in a sports bra sexy? I don't notice that kind of stuff. Oh, sure you do. And you know, 11% of women have named their breasts. Like what? Like uh, Cagney and Lacey. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Do you you know that a couple of years ago, a French bra designer came out with a, a bra that when you touched it, it gave off the smell of apples? which gave women the chance to say stuff, well, how do you like them apples, right? Uh, how do you like them apples? Uh, you know what they say. What's that? For a guy, what? an apple a day will make you not gay. <laughs> you know why they call it the Wonder Bra? 
You didn't like my joke? Yes, I did. I'm going on to the next thing. Okay. You know why they call it the Wonder Bra? Why? Because when they take it off, you wonder, where the hell the boobs went? Oh. Right? That's right, because they lift them, they enhance them, they make them look bigger than what they really are. <laughs> I've always wondered what the application was like at a Hooters restaurant. Did they hand the woman a bra and say, here, fill this out? <laughs> you liked that, didn't you? So there's a whole world of bras out there that we don't know about. and uh, A whole world. Yep. Let's see if we can explore that world even more on our what? On our blogcast. What's this A broadcast? A blogcast. That's it's what not it is, a blogcast. It's a, You're it's a big a, blog. It's a podcast. Yes, thank you. What's this world coming to? Dot com. Tom and Mike. I don't know how amorous you and the lovely Karen have been lately, but if anybody out there is having a little slump in the old fooling around department, this new Expedia study found that when people went on vacation, not only was the sex better, but when they returned, they even had a higher sexual drive because of stress reduction and the anxiety decreases, bringing many often unexpected positive benefits from either taking their vacation or coming back. Did you know that? Also many unexpected pregnancies. That's right. Whenever we have a drop in our sex life, I like to put a picture of the Grand Canyon up in the bedroom and play Holiday Road. That does it for me, pal. <laughs> Are you Chevy Chase? <laughs> no. Are you role-playing? She always wanted to have sex with Chevy Chase, right? No. Yeah. No. Even when he was... <laughs> you know, my wife told me sex is better on vacation. That was not a nice postcard to receive, was it? She sent it to you while she yeah. was on vacation. <laughs> you stole that joke. I don't know if I Rodney did Rodney Dangerfield. Maybe I did. Did I? I don't know. <laughs> that sounds like a Rodney joke. You know what Confucius say? Sex is like vacation. It never lasts long enough, right? Uh-huh. And men have all the pressure. He doesn't do a good job. Well, the wife's still on vacation, right? <laughs> That's right. That's what I say. So, yeah, I found that out, too. Although, you know, you got to be careful. You're in a foreign country. You don't want to, you know, do something that's illegal or something, right? No. But you shouldn't care about the neighbors because chances are if you're in Europe, they don't speak English. They don't know what she's screaming about, right? I think we all know the word no in any language, do we not, Michael? That's right, that's right buddy. So if anybody's having a little problem, take a vacation. Things will work out, okay? Well, usually, you know, when it comes to things down there, it's not a little problem. It's a big problem. Tom and Mike. Now, I know that you're Mr. Cheese Man. You're a cheese head. You love your cheese. You're going to love this story. The Swiss study, they exposed cheese in its growing age process to different types of music. Classical, Mozart, rock, Led Zeppelin, and hip-hop, right? Okay. And guess which one did better? What they did was they put 22 wheels of finest cheese, were hooked up to mini transmitters, pumped straight into the curds, and they did a blind taste test. And after doing this for a while, guess which cheese came out tasting? So let me get this right. As it's aging, right. they're pumping all this different type of music in yep. to see what gives the cheese the better flavor. Because the cheese, you would assume, understands the value of a great classical song, right? Right. And they found that they observed it in strength of flavor, smell, and taste. And which one do you think came out first? I would say the one... That offers the most rhythmic palpitations. Oh, you're onto something because you're right. It's hip hop. Although I that's what could... I was gonna say. You didn't give me a chance. Well, you said when you said rhythmic palpitations, that ain't Mozart. And even though Led Zeppelin's a great band, rhythmic and pulpit. I don't know. Uh, okay, all right. Didn't the Eagles have one of their biggest hits? Take it cheesy. Take it cheesy. 1972. Yep. Their very first hit in the summer of that year. 
and on a former record label that I work for called Electra. But you know what? When I hear something like this, forced to listen to hip hop, I think that's a feta worse than death, don't you think? A feta worse than death? <laughs> yep. Oh, this is the kind of story that will give you a good a laugh, you know? A good a laugh? Yep. Did anybody ever tell you your jokes were really cheesy? <laughs> you try coming up with stories like this. <laughs> Pumping music into a cheese. Tom and Mike. Thomas? Yes? Do you ever think about whether the mob is still happening? Are they a thing in the 21st century? I would say the mob is alive and well. Have you looked at our politics in Washington, D.C. lately? That's right, buddy. Organized crime. There it is right there. But actually, they say that there are 3,000 active, full-fledged mafia oso in the United States with 25,000 associates. A little bigger in Italy, where parts of Italy like Naples and Sicily are a little bit more. But what happened here is... 9-11 was such a big dramatic thing to our country that it pulled all the FBI agents off organized crime and reassigned them to the war on terror. So even though we don't think, you know, like we don't see those shootings and stuff like that, they're still into a lot of things, you know, gambling, bookmaking, things like that. And the four biggest cities are New York, Chicago, Philly, and New Orleans. Did you know that? New York, Chicago, Philly, and New Orleans? Yep, they're the four. And your hometown is in there, Philadelphia. Right, yep. Years ago, I worked in radio in Philadelphia. Did I ever tell you about the girlfriend I had from South Philly? She was very Italian, and I was pretty sure that her family was into the mob, like big time. Right. It was a dead giveaway when I realized her last name was Soprano. <laughs> yeah, they had me over for dinner. She fell mad, head over heels, in love with me. And I don't know, I just didn't feel it, right? So how do you get rid of of your very Italian mafioso girlfriend. You move. Exactly. That's right, but are you get <laughs> and to an unknown, unspecified address. You know, even the Pope came out recently and said that the mafia with this criminal behavior, they need to repent, they can go to hell. Although he might have had second thoughts because now he has an assistant come out and start his Pope mobile. Because it could have a bomb in it. Could have a bomb in it. I don't think they're so big on bombing anymore since the days of the 70s in Cleveland and Danny Green. You know, Cleveland was the bomb capital of America back in those days. This is just something I read in a history book. but And, you know, I spent a lot of time in Cleveland. So And guys in the mob can rationalize anything. It's only a murder if they can find the body. Otherwise, it's just a missing person, right? Correct. And right now they have even something called the gay mafia. They don't break your leg. They break your legs off your coffee table. <laughs> right? And how about the names they give you? Fat Tony, Nicky the Mouth, Chicken Head. Nowadays, it's like Beth, Bath, and Beyond Bruce. How about that? Oh, you mean for the gay mafia? Gay mafia, yeah. And before they give you the kiss of death, they take you out to dinner and dining and dancing. So they're a little bit nice about it, right? I see. So the mob still is alive. So a lot of different kind of mobsters out there. Right. And people in America still like to watch movies and TV shows about the mob. Tom and Mike.